my first big achievement was obviously learning to walk. Um, and as she said, it was against all odds and all expectations. And my poet wrestled career ended suddenly in 2017. And um, at that point, I um, I I um, had another battle to contend with. I was very depressed because. My horses and my riding have been my whole life. Yeah, so it was, it was a great event. It was a whole lot of theatre. So it was today, Peterborough. And, and being in a theatre, it was um, quite a good atmosphere because the, the audience felt quite close to me. So it was quite intimate, um, but yeah, I was very nervous, very nervous when I walked out on stage. Once I got onto the stage and onto that big red spot, um, and I began to speak, all the nerves subsided, and I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed sharing my story. And then afterwards, I got a big um, standing ovation so that was absolutely awesome and today's guest is emma sheardown tedx motivational speaker world and european para dressage gold medalist and author of there's no such word as can't hi emma thanks for joining us today where are you calling from hi i'm calling from lincolnshire in the east midlands nice Looks lovely and sunny where you are. <laughs> it is. It is a beautiful place. Now the opening question. Could you tell us something that you're both good at and that you love doing? Uh, a passion that just drips out of you? Well, I, I love giving my motivation of speaking. I love being able to stand up in front of an audience and use my own story, my own experiences, challenges, highs and lows to try and help other people. Um, it's something that gives me a real push. Thank you for that. Yeah, and I've seen your your TED talk. It uh, yeah, it is really inspiring. Now. A little bit on your background. Um, so you were born with quadriplegic cerebral palsy and yes. due to being starved of oxygen um, and medics feared that you would never be able to walk unaided or achieve anything like normal speech. But you proved them wrong. And at six years old, you decided you after lots of hard effort um, being aided to, to walk, you decided you were going to try and walk on your own and you succeeded. Uh, so really well done on that. And then as part of your masses of physical um, training to, to help strengthen your body, um, you were suggested to do riding, uh, horse riding to help strengthen your muscles and get movement into your body. 
And um, so you had, um, I, I believe, a Shetland pony called uh, Dusty and as yes. part of that journey. <laughs> and then um, went into dressage with the um, RDA, Royal... Um, what, what, what is RDA, sorry? It's the Riding for the Disabled Association. That was it. And um, so then you went um, on... And a few years later, you made some amazing achievements and represented Great Britain uh, as a para-dressage rider and where you've actually won some gold medals. In between that, you, you went to the University of Lincoln and studied animal management. But, and then, sadly, your um, sporting career was cut short and that gave you another challenge in life and you've then moved on to work in disability awareness training and now uh, as you mentioned a motivational and inspirational speaker helping inspire other people with your story as one of the components to that and then more recently you've launched a book there's no such word as can't so there is a lot of experience you have there. Could you tell us some of the things that's inspired you along some of that journey? Yeah, well, I suppose my my first big achievement was obviously learning to walk. Um, and as you said, it was against all odds and all expectations. And I suppose then I was inspired by my peers, um, I, I lived on the farm, on the farm, so I was inspired by the animals around me, so I wanted to get as able as I could because I wanted, I wanted to be like my peers, but I also wanted people to go out on the farm and help with the animals, um, so that what really inspired me to walk and then with the riding and the riding started off as a form of physio and again I suppose I was inspired by my peers because with the horses there was always things for Able to do, um, and that used to frustrate me. So I would see my peers go off learning to jump and canter, and I couldn't do that because it wasn't safe for me to do. So I suppose um, that sort of inspired me to find uh, my own route round achieving in the sport so I was lucky that when the, the opportunity of RDA dressage came up that put me on the path and then when I found out about um, power dressage and the sport and the career that I could have in there that inspired me to really work hard and um, 
and did my best in death. Yes, higher pudding was good. No, that's 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 brilliant. And then when you've gone into motivational speaking, what what um, inspired you to to choose that? Well, I came off my my current wrestling career ended suddenly in twenty seventeen, and at that point, I um I I um had another battle to contend with. I was very depressed because my Horses and my riding have been my whole life. So when that ended, um, it was like everything had gone, everything had been taken away. So it took me a while to find my way and I literally didn't know what I was going to do. So it, it was a few months later. And I decided that actually, as part of being an elite athlete, I have been required to do motivational speaking. Because it was a way of giving something back for the lottery funded, the lottery funding that I received. And I quite enjoyed that. So I decided that I had a story to tell with a variety of angles. So that is down the And I I really enjoy I really enjoy motivating and inspiring people and helping them both from a mindset point of view, but also I enjoy helping people from a disability awareness point of view as well. Yes. That is something that I'm very passionate about. Could could you tell us a little bit more about that uh, disability awareness work and, and what you're trying to achieve there? Yes, so I th- I think there's still a long way to go, sadly, in um, disability awareness and um, how people treat people with disabilities. I think um, some of it, I'm not getting away from the fact that people, some people are unkind. And, and that's why they discriminate or whatever. But also, I think a lot of it is to do with education. So, my, my main, my main aim is to educate people. And, and I suppose I focus more on businesses from the, the, the angle of customer care and dealing with their clients with disabilities 
Um, because I believe that a lot of people are scared. They're unsure what to say or how to treat a person with a disability. So I just want to, um, open that conversation and, um, get people more confident, more, more confident about asking questions. Right. Yeah. That, that sounds like a great, a great piece of work. And your book. So did that come out of the speaking work or was that a, a different, um, did that come out of somewhere different? Yeah. Well, and my, it was my, my mentor that suggested that I should write a book and to sort of go alongside my speaking work. Um, and the title of the book, Dead Names of Wounded Khan, is also the title of my talk that I regularly give. Um, so I started it in long. I started it properly in lockdown, so, um, yeah, I really enjoyed writing it, and, and I hope that the readers, I hope that if we give an opportunity to get message in my teaching across to a wider audience. Yes, yeah, no, that's brilliant. And there's this theme of animals all the way through. And, yeah, it was animal management you did at university and you were, the animals served as such a motivation for you to, to learn to walk. Is, is there anything else you can share about your love of animals I in your journey? I mean, I, I, I don't have any animals now, but up until... The horses went about four years ago. I had animals on my life, and they were a great, um, a great focus for me. They say animals, um, are good people with disabilities, and that's the case. Um, so having um, been brought up on the farm. I was heavily involved in the animal side. I used to love lambing time and used to get involved from an early age, even when I was still walking with a walking frame. I used to get my little walking frame out and go up the yard and help look after the lamb. And then um, all I wanted to do was go to agricultural college to do animal management, and that's what I did. Um, so, but then when I completed my course, that was when my rising career was taken off, so I kind of went in 
Yes, yeah, yeah. So you've got yeah, two kinds of talents within there: the, the riding and the, the the animal skills as well. Now, I love events that kind of dissolve barriers between people and and bring them together, uh, feeling as though they're all on the same same team. Is there an inspiring event in your life that you can recall that seemed to bring people together? Um, well, well, it depends where, where I've been. I've spoken at different events. Um, spoken at TEDx, I've spoken to Brad Burton's Now What Life. I think those kind of events where me or where the people can, um, like there's, there's, there's various disabled people throughout the country doing different things, whether it's comedy, TV, and I think whenever the a person with a disability can get in front of people and and share with them the story, and um, that helps break down the barriers and get people understanding. And I think that's really important. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. And you mentioned the TEDx there. I mean, that is for me one of the scariest ideas possible you know, that someone could ask me to do and maybe one day I will have something of value to, to share on that stage. But, yeah, can you tell us what that was like uh, appearing uh, uh, with your own TED Talk? Yeah, so it was a great event. It was a held a theatre. So it was today's Peterborough and being a theatre, it was a... Quite a good atmosphere because the, the audience felt quite close to me. So it was quite intimate. Um, but yeah, I was very nervous, very nervous when I walked out on stage because I knew that it was important. Um, because it was, it would, it would, um, highlight my career. And it would go on YouTube. Um, so really, really nervous. But uh, once I got onto the stage and onto that big red spot, um, and I began to speak, all the nerves subsided, and I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed sharing my story. And then afterwards, I got a big um, standing ovation. So that was. Absolutely awesome. So, yeah, it was a great, great experience. Well, well done. Well done for, for doing that. And so for people, listeners that might be thinking, you know, that is something I would never do. What, have you got any advice to inspire them along to, to, to dream that it might be possible? Yeah, well, to be honest, it, anybody said um, 
If anyone has told me a few years ago that I would be stood on stage talking to people, because um, it wasn't my idea of um, fun. But actually now I love it, and I just think if people, as long as you know your story, you, um, or whatever you're speaking about, and you deliver it with passion. You know, it's important, whatever you're speaking about, um, to get you across to your audience, um, and to get that passion across. And I think as long as you know what you're talking about, then, yeah, it, just go for it and, and sharing your, sharing your story or expertise, um, with an audience and, and giving something to them, knowing that people, knowing that it could motivate, inspire or help them in any way. It's just an amazing feeling. And to have the opportunity with TEDx of uh, putting that story on YouTube and sharing it worldwide is just an amazing opportunity. Yeah, no, thank you for, for inspiring us on that. And also to help listeners... Because you, you've obviously, when you were feeling quite down, when um, your riding career ended, you somehow came back and and saw a way through. And you know, I'm no, I'm personally definitely guilty of this not seeing a way through often. You know, when I I'm trying to do something and I just can't see a way through. And I'm guessing um, with the title of your book being. There's no such word as can't. Yeah, you're quite, you know, you're now living in a space where you've found a way to see a way through some challenges or, you know, situations that you may come across. Is there anything that you can, you know, summarize to, to listeners if, if they're struggling to see a way through in a particular situation in their life? Any tips? Yeah, well, I think, I think it's important First of all, to have the right support, um, the right people around you to help you to, to help you to see a way through because sometimes we all need that little bit of help and it making sure you've got the right people because the best will in the world from people who you may think are the right people and not the right people because they they don't have that vision that um right to help you see the way through. So yeah, getting the right people is important, and it's about it's about finding your finding your niche, finding something that you're passionate about. Um. Like I say, when when, I, when my career ended, everything felt like it had gone because that was my whole life. Wow. I just 
floating about the internet looking for solutions, but but not actually finding any. I found some possibilities, but, but there weren't solutions. They didn't get me, you know, they didn't give me that passion. Um, and so um, I think it's important to give yourself time and uh, give yourself space to just take a step back and look after you and what do you want and what do you need, what do you like doing, you know, get to know yourself a bit more before you take any further, further decisions or action. No, that, they're, they're two absolutely gigantic, amazing points. Yeah, thank you for, for sharing those. And in terms of people... I know you mentioned your peers were a big inspiration, but is there any particular one person? Either um, it does not have to be a famous person; it might just be someone who was in your life um, that, that was, you know, one of your biggest inspirations. Uh, well, I, I look up to um, quite a few people, quite a few people with disabilities, whether uh, and whether they be athletes. Um, comedians, I'm a big fan of Rosie Jones, the comedian. Anyone, anyone with a disability who puts themselves out there, who, who follows their dreams and ambitions and works hard, because at the same time as, at the same time as doing what they love to do that by being out there they've also been um, an advocate for people with disabilities yes yes now thank you for that and now it's time for quick fire inspiration could you tell us one of your most inspiring films inspiring films oh god I don't know <laughs> I quite enjoyed the Theory of Everything. The Theory of Everything, okay. I've not seen that one, okay. One of your most uh, inspiring aspects of nature. I love trees. Um, I love uh, looking here at green fields and trees and I love, I just love, especially this time of year, seeing them grow and flourish. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. One of your most inspiring aspects of design or style? Oh, oh, I don't know about that one. No, don't worry, don't worry. One of your most inspiring songs? Songs. Well, um, I like um, Proud by Heather Small. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That's because she's got a beautiful voice as well, hasn't she? Yeah, I know that one. And last quick fire inspiration is what one of your most inspiring aspects of travel? Well, I I love to visit I love to visit new places, um, places of nature, um, places of open space, um, countryside. Yep, 
That's great answer. That's great answer. I like the same. Anything with a like an open, yeah, like just being able to sit in a field that's quite open with a view is is beautiful. Yes, yeah, so I I agree totally. And we're coming to the the last few questions now. What is most right in the world? What what is most right in the world? Um, well, aspects of there are aspects of kindness. So, like during the pandemic, we witnessed um like aspects of kindness, aspects of community. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. beautiful, and. So, what uh, is next for Emma Sheardown then? What have you got on the agenda? Okay, so I've, I'm looking at, um, I've got talks, books, um, various groups into next year, but I'm looking to do some bigger talks. I would like to do another TED talk. Um, I would like to get into some businesses and organisations to help them improve their disability awareness um, and just get my message out there further um, get my book get my book further as well so. yes yes and what is the next book on your own reading list that you're going to read well to be honest I'm not a big reader um, I read, uh, every Christmas I read the Midnight Library and really enjoyed that. Uh, so, so what, 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 what was it again you read uh, over Christmas? The Midnight Library. Okay, I've not heard of that one. Right. Um, but now I'm reading, um, Shoe Dog, which is by the, a memoir by the creator of Nike. Oh, right. So, Oh, so I'm trying to get into that one. So, yeah. So, re- reading is, reading is something that I'm really trying to, to say. I've, I've never been a, I've been a big reader at all. But, but I can see how it's, you know, particularly, particularly now I'm writing stuff. I can see how it would help me and educate me, so I'm trying to trying to get into reading a bit more. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it's a great. There are lots of wisdom out there, isn't there? I, I probably don't read enough. But, uh, and if people want to get in touch with you, how should they do that? Okay, so I've got a website which is um and then they can find me on. LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and I've just had my arm twisted to do some TikTok videos. So TikTok. And and sheer down, Emma. So it's E M M A S H E A R D O W N. Yeah, that right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes to, to get hold of you. Yeah. No, that, that's that been beautiful. I mean, I'm, yeah, you really are living inspiration. So this is such a, a, a cool episode. So th- thank you so much for sharing with us and uh, 
good luck with your endeavours for the future. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for speaking to me. Thanks, Emma, for being such a living inspiration. Here, Emma's top 10 hits of inspiration. One, love being able to give motivational speeches. Even getting on the TEDx stage like Emma now loves doing. Two, get inspired by being able to be grateful for some things that we may, may just take for granted, such as walking. Three, get inspired by farm life and having animals around. Four, get inspired by finding your own way through, like Emma did with para dressage. Five, get inspired by improving disability awareness. Six, get inspired by writing a book. There's no such word as can't. If you're struggling to see a way through, number seven, get inspired by having the right people around to help you see the way through. And eight, give yourself time and space to ask what you want, what you need and what you like in order to help find your own niche. Number nine, get inspired by trees in spring. Ten, get inspired by aspects of kindness shown by people. And number eleven, get inspired by people who are putting themselves out there and breaking barriers down like one of emma's inspiration rosie jones thanks for joining me today watch out for news on our new group thank you everyone for listening today your kind attention is really appreciated and valued if you feel some inspiration from today's episode please share it and please leave us a review on itunes and if you wish leave us some comments in your comments please let us know any inspirational subjects you'd like us to cover as i aim to build a bank of both inspiration and stories of events that inspired close connection between groups of people if you have something to share in this space send me an email at inspiringteamhuman at gmail.com thanks again Look forward to seeing you next week for another boost of inspiration. Thanks to Ben Sound for the music.